Hello and welcome to a podcast of radioings. Is that the correct conjugated verb? They're saying no, uh, which is weird because there's no one else here. Uh, and this is what we did on radio earlier today. A radio show is about to happen. That'll take you by surprise, won't it? Uh, hello, how are you doing? How Have you coped with getting rained on? Oh, I was on the train yesterday and it was dry for the whole journey, but as soon as I had to actually go from the train station to home, drenched. Plus, yesterday I was, we did a photo shoot, so maybe I'll be talking about the photo shoot later on. Not sure I'll ever let you see the pictures, because, uh, put it this way, I didn't lose weight in time for the photo shoot like I thought I was going to. So let's focus on today, like this. We will be talking about exorcisms. Not exercising, because I also didn't do that before a photo shoot. Name, do you like your name? That's basically the phoning we'll be doing later. It's low-hanging fruit, but we'll take it. Bad news if you live in the UK. Oh, that's pretty much all of us then, isn't it? And uh, something about falling. I'm not going to give you more details than that. Just say it's on the way in the show. How do you like your own name? Because I, I don't know if anyone has a great relationship with their own name, but a survey says that a third of us hate our names. And uh, apparently Pele, football legend Pele, is the same. But they would prefer, most people would be pr- prefer to be called Jack or Sophia. Which is bad news if you're already called Jack and Sophia, because you got nowhere left to go. You hate your name now. It's a damn great. Um, Brits also voted the name Lily to be quite a good one. Well, wouldn't suit me, would it? If I changed my name to Lily Allen. She'd sue. I'd look like a fool. I don't like the name Steve. It's too bland. It was fine when I was growing up. But now, if anyone needs a made-up name for a fictional everyman, they go, what, what? yeah, just go and tell Steve about it. It weakens the brand, dude. I'm paying a PR woman, and you are weakening my brand. So what do you think about your name? So the two questions would be, do you like your name, and also what would you like to be called? I was thinking about this earlier. Something big, like Balthazar Farquharson, would be right at my street, but I can't spell it, so probably a bad idea. Whenever I gig in the southwest, if I perform stand-up in, like, Somerset, on the way there, all of their town names would be good names. Remember, we drove past one called Shipton Bellinger. Uh, my name, it's Shipton Bellinger. I'd just sound a lot classier if I named myself after a place in the southwest. Um, Salisbury Plain, maybe? I don't know. When was the last time you went to the theatre? Ages ago for me. If we don't include, like, doing stand-up in one, I don't go and see art. What do I look like? Theatre bosses have attached their most explicit trigger warning. You know, before some productions they say, warning, this contains scenes of whatever. A new production of a Shakespeare play, um, and it turned it into a smash. Tickets have been snapped up for six performances of Titus Andronicus. I wonder what the warning is. Include scenes of Titus Andronica? I don't know what an Andronica is, but I'd like to see a Titus one. But apparently, because of all the warnings, like, may include scenes of... Hang on, here it is. This play includes incidents and themes of anti-black racism, ableism, sexual assault, and uh, the aftermath of murder, extreme violence, including bodily mutilations, cannibalism, and self-harm. I didn't know that was in Titus Andronicus. I think that put me right off, but it's made people go and buy it. I don't know where I stand on these uh, trigger warning things, because there was one a while ago that people had put on Romeo and Juliet that was like, include scenes of suicide you've ruined the ending don't that's like having a warning on the the sixth sense warning includes scenes of bruce willis being a ghost all along why would you do that sorry if you've not seen it but 
But at the same time, if it's going to make more people interested, then maybe we should do a trigger warning for this show. What are you going to go for? What, would, what warning would you put on it? Warning, may contain nuts. Yeah, that makes sense. Warning, sometimes includes scenes of mild nudity. Then again, we don't have webcams, so you can't... Can't really tell. Well, it's up to you, isn't it? Exorcists have branded Russell Crowe's new movie about the Pope Demon Slayer Unreliable Splatter Cinema. I don't even know what that insult means. Splatter Cinema. Real Life Devil Bashers, as it says here, say that their jobs is the exact opposite to the way that it's portrayed in The Pope's Exorcist. Crow 59 plays Father Gabriel Amorth, Vatican's number one exorcist for 30 years. Unbeatable. Top of the game. And maybe they've got a point, but it just seems a bit weird, doesn't it? Exorcist saying, oh, we're not all bad. I mean, yeah, our job involves chanting and bizarre ceremonies, but, you know, in a fun way, guys. Come on, it's something you could bring the kids to, if you have to, because, like, you know, carry. But even the exorcist and it, that's the other thing it seems really weird that they're having a go at russell crowe because has there ever been a film about exorcisms that's a bit jaunty the hero of the piece is this exorcist guy who wears a hawaiian shirt and he's like hi guys just here to get rid of the so i think maybe they're uh, they are resisting the uh, the the idea too much warning this next link we're doing warnings on the show by the way warning this next link includes physical harm Laughing at someone for falling over is apparently fine. This is according to a judge that there was a tribunal after someone laughed, someone fell, someone laughed, and then it all ends up in court. It was a pub worker who claimed uh, discrimination and harassment because his boss laughed out loud when he slipped over in a kitchen. It then goes to court and the court says, nah, fair dues, it's pretty funny. I think they're right. As much as it might be the most base form of humour, I had an ex who used to laugh so much when people fell over that if I described to her someone falling over, she would laugh so much that she couldn't see out. I once I once described to her, I said to her, look, you're so easy to make laugh with all this slapstick stuff that if I walked in this room, tripped, and as I fell over, my trousers fell down and I had red spotty boxer shorts, and by the time I'd finished that sentence, she could hardly breathe. So... I don't think there's a court in the land that could really... It's not our fault, is it? Sometimes when people fall, it's funny. And that's the only reason anyone watches Ski Sunday. We were talking about people not liking their name. And I hope that my little lad likes his name. We spent ages stress testing my lad's name. Because I think before you name a child, you need to have like a brainstorming session to think of all the ways that you could be bullied for it. We've got a friend who's got a kid the same age as my son. And they've called that child Jesse. Do you know what I mean? That wouldn't... I could brainstorm insults that kids will come up with like that. For that. So anyway, hopefully my kid likes his name, but do you like yours? Um, Ron gets in touch and says, I wish I was called Sue, like Johnny Cash. That is a confusing sentence. I know what you mean, but you know, I wish I was called Sue, like Johnny. Hey, eh? what? And then Sue gets in touch, not the one from the song. Um, so this one's a lady, I think. Sue says, I actually hate my name because it's so bland. The tricky thing is, Sue, what are you going to do about it? You can't take legal action against your parents. Because they'd call that suing. And if anything, it'd just rub your face in it. Um, oh, we were talking about warnings that this show should have. And that anything should have, really. So thank you very much for getting in touch. This is after a performance of Shakespeare had some trigger warnings. 
which is kind of there in case something that upsets you might be included in the film or whatever it is. So they say, oh, it's got scenes of this in it. But most of the reason to watch films is because they're a bit upsetting, I guess. You know, like, most films aren't exactly like real life. Otherwise, they wouldn't be dramatic enough. So, uh, it's up to you. If you don't want to see anything that's exciting, then avoid things with trigger warnings. But what warnings would you put on things? John sends me a voice note. What you got for me, John? I've got a new fridge magnet for my missus. Yeah? Warning. May not contain any chocolate. I love the fact that you are coming up with a theme now. Seems like you're nicking a lot of chocolate. What else you got? I want to get a new T-shirt for my old lady Uh-oh. that says, Warning, warning, beware if I'm smiling. Sounds like there's a backstory to that one as well. But looks like she's plotting a, re- a revenge for all that chocolate you've been nabbing. This is about how well our economy is going to go. And it says in the papers that the UK has been predicted to be the poorest performing big economy, the worst in the G7. Wasn't that like a couple of months ago we had that particular slap in the face? You know if they've predicted it for two months in a row? Just don't correct the record. It just seems like it's depressing. But apparently the International Monetary Fund thinks our output will shrink by 0.3%. Doesn't sound huge, does it? But I know what they mean. No shrinkage means... Well, shrinkage means no growth. It's a motto for life, isn't it? And you know what's going to happen? This, then, means... If the IMF say good things about our economy, all the politicians say, well, we're on the right track to be heading in the right direction. Even the International Monetary Fund says we should have predicted growth in for the rest of the year. But as soon as it says bad things about our economy, so the politicians might be in trouble, I guarantee you they'll all be going, well, the IMF are famously wrong about everything. What does the IMF, what does the International Monetary Fund know about any funds that are monetary-based in an international way. So maybe they're not the ones to ask. Of course, they're the ones to ask, but there we go. We all like our own bias, don't we? Podcast achieved. Achievement unlocked. You've listened to another podcast. Um, Subscribe to wherever you found this one, if you would be so kind as to do that. And you could also tweet me at Mr. Stephen Allen. There should be some clips, because heading out to do a newspaper review on the old telebox. So that should be on the internet as well. (sighs) That's about it. Till next time. Bye.